Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hello, all you crazy cool parents out there. I have Macy, I was going to say Manning, (laughs) uh, Elizabeth, no, 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 Macy Robinson with me today. And we're just going to talk about what has Jesus done for you? What has Jesus done for us? We're super excited. We love this whole series that we're going to talk about the whole month of December, which I think is just perfect because this is the month that Jesus came down. This is this is yeah. when we celebrated here on earth. And I love the momentum and the awareness that happens this month for Jesus. Um, Jesus is a baby, but it just reminds us of all the other things too. Yeah. And so then it's Christmas time. And so it makes me think, of when I turned 40 a decade ago, <laughs> my mom gave me 40 presents to represent 40. And I did that for you the other day, Macy, when you were substantially younger. Yes, when I turned 25, <laughs> my mom got me a basket full of 25 different presents. And it was over and above anything that I thought I deserved or thought that I would receive on a random 25th birthday. It was extravagant. And that's, I mean, and I'm so glad you said that because I thought that too. I mean, and it wasn't a bunch. It wasn't, it was like a box of tea. I mean, you know, it wasn't like 25, very elaborate. Or mom's for me, wasn't 40 big giant, you know, diamond necklaces. It was nothing like that, but it was thoughtful. Yeah. It made me feel understood and and known known and loved and seen. And so that's what Jesus has done for us in the big grand picture of it. That's what he's done for us. He's been lavish with us, with all of the things. Things. And we're going to talk about some of the things that he's done for us. But reality is the answer to what has Jesus done for you? What has he done for me? Is he's given us identity. Yeah. He's told us who we are and he tells us that we belong. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most valuable thing that, that we can have, have anybody give us is to speak into who we are. And yeah, it's good. And so God has done more for us, for me, for you, I'm assuming than any other person alive. I mean, I've got an, I've got great kids and they do a lot for me. Shout out. Right. And you, and I've got a great husband and he serves me well. And the same with your husband, right, May? You've yes, got he's amazing. <laughs> an incredible husband. But what G, what God has done for us, what Jesus has done can't compare yeah. to what people on this earth has done. He's forgiven our sins. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that is huge. He's, we could stop there. Like, exactly. And say, podcast done. <laughs> have a great week, everyone. Cause that's enough. <laughs> that's exactly right. But you don't want to stop there yet because wait, the, there's more. There's more. <laughs> the next one builds on that one even more. And it's, he's brought it me. He's brought us into his kingdom as yeah. his own child. Yeah. He didn't just cancel the debt. He didn't just end you know, sin and shame and all those things, but he credited the account. He gave you even more than you and I ever deserved. Well, and he gave us, yeah, he gave us his kingdom. He gave us a place to belong. He gave us ownership. He gave us value. He gave us, we're part of the team. I want you on my team. I mean, that's what, that's what he did. Chosen. Yeah, exactly. And then he, and then he's just given himself, I mean, and love. And that's the thing that just, the example of his love for us through Jesus 
is beyond even comprehension. I can't yeah. can't even explain that. Yeah, the idea or the example that pops into my head is like if a little orphaned child or foster care child comes into a, a safe and loving household and they just kind of tiptoe around the first while, could be weeks, mm-hmm, could be months, mm-hmm. to wait for the ball to drop, wait for the family to end in the love or to end in the grace or the acceptance and that family never does. And eventually that family, you know, chooses to adopt that baby, you know, and, and fully give them their name, you know, and fully invite them in. It's it's extravagant. It doesn't make sense, right. but it's it's so far beyond what our brains really can comprehend, just like that sweet little baby. But it's it's who God is. He has said it. He has made it clear. He has shown us it over and over. It's what he's done for us. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And so if we look at Ephesians specifically, if you guys want to, as parents, after the podcast is over, if you want to go look at Ephesians, what it does is it gives us, it kind of lays out Ephesians one, actually one, three through 13. It lays out all the things that Jesus has done for us. It tells us who we are and whose we are. And so when we know and we understand all that Jesus has done for us, then we know that we belong and we know who we are. And that's what we're talking about, back to that core of identity. And so we're kind of, we're going to rapid fire these um, in a list, but I just encourage you as you start focusing in on thinking about what has Jesus done for me? Wait a minute, let me think about that for a minute. What has Jesus done for me? This Ephesians 1 is a great place to springboard off of, yeah, to start off of. Yeah, and just an encouragement quickly. Me and my mom were kind of talking about this before we even hit the record button, and we were just saying it's so important to get it as a child of God. Like every single parent out there, you are first a child of God. And mm-hmm. so it's it's an opportunity, invitation for you to receive this truth for yourself, and then we'll talk about the practicals of sharing it with your family or your kids. And so I think it's just something to remember as we talk about this that this isn't something that you should already know. It's not a revelation right, you should right. already have under your belt. You can receive it afresh for yourself today and then use that fresh fire, that fresh passion to pass it on to your kiddos. Yeah, even as we were preparing for this podcast, I was, I got quiet before the Lord and I said, Lord, what have you done for me? Bring it to my mind again. Yeah. Um, because I, I just kind of walk in it, you know, it's kind of <laughs> like it is what it is. I just assume it just like some of times my kids assume there's going to be groceries in the refrigerator, <laughs> you know, I assume it. And so it was really good for me to stop and focus a little bit. Okay, Jesus, what have you done for me? What yeah. have you done? And so Ephesians 1, um, uh, Paul's talking to the Ephesians, and he just tells them, um, praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, you know? And then he just goes and he says, he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Yeah. And then he chose us before the creation of the world. He chose us to be holy and blameless in his sight and yeah. love. And it goes on to talk about he predestined us, that adoption I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. that we are in him. Like he has accepted us. He has chosen us even uh, before time. Like he has had this a part of his plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which goes on to the part of his plan that, that there was redemption through his blood yeah. and, the, and the forgiveness, which we've talked about, the forgiveness of our sins wrapped up into this lavishness of God that was in his plan. Yeah. And he's continually, verse 9, he's made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. He's continually making known things to us. That's what steps of faith are. I'm walking by faith, not by sight. I'm stepping more into what he is showing me, what he is telling me, what he's revealing to me. 
such a sweet process. Oh, so sweet. That's my, that's probably one of my favorite things that he does is that revelation yeah. when you're in the moment, whether it's a crisis or it's a joyful revelation or we're driving down the road and he just gives, shows you the perspective just from his perspective. Yeah. It's, in, it's, it's letting us, letting us in to what it is yeah. that he knows the mysteries of him. Well, and oh. you said, you feel like you sometimes just walk around in it, you know, you don't even notice it. But sometimes it takes intentional moments. Like you said, you got still before God to say, okay, God, make known to me where you are in this situation or make known to me where is your blessing in this? Because all I see is chaos or frustration. And it's important to remember that you're in it, but then also stop and say, okay, where, where exactly are you in this God? Yeah, that's exactly. And know that. I mean, and of course, the biggest one is salvation. I mean, he is in, include when we we were included in Christ, and because of that, the message of that truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ, then we are saved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it continues on in that verse saying, "And when you believed, when you received salvation, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit." And that verse to me just is a sweet reminder of I'm not here by myself. Yes. Like salvation isn't just a ticket to heaven. Jesus has given me an actual helper, an actual comfort and a guide. Just like we said, to stop in those moments, he is in us. The spirit is in us. We've been sealed with him. And so we get to walk with him. Such a blessing. And so then this, this, yes, yes, yes. And then it wraps it up with guaranteed our inheritance um, to the inheritance to, until the redemption of those who are in God's possession, until we get to be with him, yeah. you know, to, to, to praise, to be in, to be in his presence, to praise and glorify him. Um, I mean, that's just such a huge gift for us to be, to be given, you yeah. know, at the, the end of all of it, that I think that all of those things, once again, point back to our identity, who we are, yeah. that we were, you know how, when your um, parents, when you were lined up as a little kid and you, you had to be picked for a team <laughs> and sometimes you're picked first and sometimes you're picked last. Yeah. And so sometimes you're picked in the middle, you know, somewhere along the way. And so those are usually the ones you remember being picked first or being <laughs> or the, picked exactly, last. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And so just know that you were picked first. Yeah. God chose you. I mean, and so what does that do for our identity? It tells us that we we belong. We're part of the team. We're a wanted part of the team. We're yeah. a player in the, in the plan. And just another quick encouragement that me and my mom are not Bible scholars. We've, we haven't <laughs> read <from> commentaries. <laughs> and so we're discovering truth in this scripture, even as we just talked through it. I, I encourage you and I challenge you to do that with your kids. Yes. Like just find the verbs in every verse and talk about them because that's exactly what me and my mom just got to do. And there's so much power in reading scripture and understanding it right where you are. It doesn't have to be perfect. Well, and I think that even these words are fancy words, redemption, redemption, you know, forgiveness, salvation, inheritance. You throw a bunch of those words at your kids and they're, they're going to glossed go. over. Exactly. Uh, they're not going to, they're not going to get it. And so this whole series is about making Jesus real to them. Yeah. And so how are we going to do that? How do we make Jesus real to our kids? How do we make what Jesus has done for our kids real to them? Yeah. And so, I mean, one of the ways we, Macy and I were even talking about this too, is what is he, what has he done for you personally? I mean, like you said, get, get in the scripture, pay attention, like we just yeah. talked about, pay attention to what it is that God is saying to you. Well, and um, honestly, that's what is something that made Jesus really real to me growing up is 
when I was six, my parents didn't tell me their whole testimony and their whole past and all the choices they made. But as I was eight, nine, ten, like as I got older and I started to understand more things of the world, they would share more of their stories and their testimonies. And in that, like they shared the power of Jesus, where they met Jesus, where they saw him, where he gave them vision and purpose for their lives. And that's what made Jesus more real to me. I was like, okay, my parents are sane. Like they are two <laughs> adult sane Most people. of the time when mom's not stressed. <laughs> or tired. Or tired, yeah. <laughs> or nursing. <laughs> or that. <laughs> but they have both given their lives to this person. This person that I hear about on Sundays, this person that apparently saved me and I'm supposed to follow too, or maybe I've already said yes to following. They helped me by sharing yeah. their story and sharing what Jesus had done for them. Helped me discover who Jesus was for myself. I think it's powerful. Yeah, yeah. So just figure out what Jesus has done for you and share that with your kids. Super simple. I mean, super simple. And then the next one is to talk about what Jesus is doing in them, in their real life situations. We would say all the time, where's, where's Jesus? What do you think God's doing in that situation? Where's Jesus in that situation? What's the saying? What would Jesus do? Yeah. WWJD. Well, even just hearing coming home from school, a great example, coming home from school and there's drama going on. And I say, okay, well, this girl said this, but then this guy said this, and this guy said this. And my parents were so good to be like, okay, what does Jesus say? Right. Like he's a player at the table. He has a voice. He has a plan in this situation. Going back to verse nine, he has made it known to us, the mystery of his will. So invite him to the table. And so many times, especially in high school, that was the key to me not being involved in drama or me not making things a bigger deal than they were is because Jesus had a seat at the table. Hey, what has he done in your life? What is he trying to teach you through this? And it's so good because what it does is it refocuses our kids' identity on what the world tells them, who the world tells them they are, to what God tells them, who God tells them yeah. they are. It just it's good. just a, it's a refocus, and that's yeah. what He's done for us. He's given us a, a a solid foundation to build our identity on. And Scripture asks us to do that: fix your mind and fix your eyes on things above, yes. not on things that are you know temporary, but the things that are eternal. It's exactly what we do when we invite Jesus in. We just say, okay, I'm not going to get so caught up in this one situation. I'm going to find your blessing in it, Mm -hmm. how this works out in the long run. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. So what I think we want to do is maybe just let's do an example of what that might look like, even going through just taking some of the things in Ephesians and applying that to a real life scripture or a real life, not scripture, real life situation, yeah. because that's what's going to bring God, Jesus to life in your kid's life. When you show them where God's blessed them, where God's chose them, where he's redeemed them, where he's saved them, where he's sealed them, where he's given them an inheritance in their situations. Yeah. And just like she said earlier, taking those big words yes. and making them simple by putting real life experiences to them. So you don't have to say, okay, Johnny, how has God blessed you in 2020? <laughs> like he may have no grid for that, Exactly. but making it even simpler for them to say like, where was God good to us yes. in 2020? Like, yeah. where did you see his goodness? Let's pick one place in school. Let's pick one place at home. Let's pick one place with our friends. Simple as we can get it just to help them start to see life through that lens. Yeah, and I think one of those places when and when it comes to being blessed is provide. How did God yeah. provide provision? What did yeah. that look like? What did He give you this yes. year? Using yes. even what simpler language. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And so then so we were talking about just maybe even putting the filter of, let's say, the coronavirus, because our kids, I know, have been stressed about that. And we've been stressed about that. And so <laughs> the world has been, the stressed, world has about been stressed about that. And so what has God done for us in the midst of all of this? And yeah. so the where's God's goodness? And so we were laughing about that. Well, he provided toilet paper or when <laughs> Texas was out, we went to Arkansas to visit and there was toilet. I mean, they're like, had, they had toilet paper there. So we brought it back for everybody. And so <laughs> just as a silly little thing, if you can bring it to bring it to light and show, you know, what did, what did God do for us? Yeah. How did he bless us? How did he provide for us? How was he good to us? Yeah. You know, that he, that we didn't get sick or that as little kids, you didn't get very sick. I know that in the beginning of this, the kids were terrified. Yeah. You know what? I mean, I remember a little girl saying, mommy, am I going to die? Yeah. And the mommy's like, no, but she didn't know. Yeah. I mean, no and certainty. so, yeah. So the goodness of that. Yeah. Well, and even like the words like chosen and salvation redeemed, mm-hmm. like those words, if they're going to church or listening to online services, they'll hear those words but taking a minute just to break it even down, just like my mom said, the example with the team, like say that to your own kids. Yes. Honey, have you ever played kickball and you were the first person to get picked for a team? That's exactly what Jesus has done for you. And so let's not forget that, that you are first pick and your first pick for me. I get to be your mom. Mm-hmm. I get to be your dad. I love that I got to put you on my team and you're picked for God's team yeah. and just giving them those practical I mean, if you have teenagers, you can probably talk to them in more normal language, <laughs> treat them their age, but those well, words are powerful. It's like, like, I know that if my kids would try out for a team and they wouldn't make it, you know, then I would be like, that's okay. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah. we're playing for God's team. Yeah. We're, you know, we've got, we've got, we've got better things to do. God's got a plan for you and a purpose. And he doesn't, I guess that your time doesn't need to be spent on that team. Let's yeah. spend it somewhere else. And they may roll their eyes because they're disappointed or and they, you can they're sit with them ashamed. in their disappointment. Yes. Yeah. But even that seed of like, there's something higher, there's something eternal that this doesn't define who I am. What Jesus has done defines who I am. Once again, back to that identity. It just yeah. tells them you're not a basketball player. You play basketball, yeah. but no, you are a warrior for the kingdom and yeah. he's got a plan and a purpose for you. And honestly, the sooner you can help them make that distinction, it is a foundational tool that will help them when they're in the workplace or when they're figuring out what they want their career to be or who they're going to marry. Like I've come back to that lesson even recently when I'm thinking about my role in my job in full-time ministry. I I am not who I am because I'm in ministry. I am a vessel for the kingdom of God and he can pour through me any way he wants mm-hmm. through any mm-hmm. job. And that that's important to remember as I'm doing what I feel like God has called me to do. Yeah, so good, so good. Okay, so I just want to wrap up with this example of the coronavirus and going through Ephesians. And I just want to, um, the the make known to us, that's the part that I've been the most, um, me personally, um, thrilled with, with God's presence in my life because he's made known to us is the few of us got the coronavirus, the supplements to take, the vitamins to take, the doctors to go to, when to go, when to get the test, how to rest, how to rest, how to take care of yourself. He made known, I mean, which was felt so intimidating at the beginning, but God was fully present. Yeah. I mean, in in that, and I, and I, I love that. And then once again, sealed us with the helper, I mean, yeah. it's the Holy Spirit that guided and directed through all of the the different changes that had happened over this year. Yeah, for sure. And just remembering that he, he 
Jesus died for us, going back to the very beginning of this, and the veil was torn so that we had a way to God. Mm-hmm. And so even, I know we talked about this on a previous po- previous podcast, but when Jared and I both tested positive, well, he was negative, but he had it. <laughs> we both went through the coronavirus, you know, roller coaster. That became even more real to me, that Jesus is... Jesus made a way so that I didn't have to do things like that by myself. Yeah. Even when I felt all these panicked, worried, sad feelings going through it, Jesus met me in that. He was, because of Jesus, I had a comfort. I had a friend. I had a guide. I had a refuge. I have. I had like a wise counselor to determine what to do. And so even pulling that thread all the way through of like, because of what Jesus has done for us, we get to walk with our Holy Spirit, we get to walk with God through the hardest and most worrisome of times. Well, and that just makes me think, you know, the, the most troubling thing about all of this is the isolation, the separation, the quarantine, the loneliness of it. And God's a friend. I mean, he fills that gap. He fills it in. I think that what the enemy meant for evil with the coronavirus, because God is not a God of sickness. God has stepped in and said, okay, I got you by yourself now. Yeah. (laughs) I got you. Okay. Talk to me. Pay attention to me. Let's play. I got things to say. What do you want to say to me? 100%. And so that's one of the things too, even with your kids as you're sharing that, that God gives us, he gives us a hope in this current day. And then he gives us a hope, you know, for the future, for our inheritance, because the reality is with the coronavirus, people are dying. The statistics don't, I don't think they're lying. They're not. (laughs) There are numbers out there that are legitimate numbers um representing the the consequences of this virus um and so with that too because children can't wrap their heads around the fine night the finality of death that's that's where you bring in jesus this is really what jesus has done for you yeah yes he was born in a manger, you know, and he was a tiny baby and he grew up and then as an adult. But what he really did for you is he, he left an inheritance for yeah. you, a kingdom that is yours to come, a hope that is forever yours. Yeah. And so that part I think is super, super exciting. So that's kind of one of the ways that's how you would kind of walk through that. Um, that's how you would walk through Ephesians with your kids. But what I would challenge you to do parents is I would challenge you just to sit down and brainstorm and make a list of all the things that God's done for you. And then once you've sat in that a little while, then invite your kids in and ask them what they've done, what Jesus has done for them. Um, and share with them some of the things that you discovered as you hung out with Jesus and asked him. Yeah. I mean, even get creative with it. Like, how does your family celebrate best? How does your family, you know, show gratitude or thankfulness best? Write a letter to God and say, God, here's all the things I'm thankful for. Y'all go out and buy God a present. That sounds weird, you know, but this is the season where everybody's exchanging gifts. Yes. Why not give God something? Pray about giving and being extravagant, inviting your kids into giving to a ministry or organization. There's so many ways to stop and recognize all that God has done for us. And it doesn't have to be like an hour long Bible study. It can Mm -hmm. be an action. Like Mm -hmm. we can grow in our gratefulness for God by doing something for him. 
Oh, for sure. So I just got, you know, like the, the picture when it, go, it goes back to what has he done for us? He's given us identity. He's molded us and shaped us. He started us at the very beginning when he knit us together in our mother's womb. And he's given us what we've needed along the way with the parents and the teachers and the coaches and whatever that is. But one yeah. of the ways to solidify our identity is to do what Macy said, is to give back. Yeah. Is to give back activate. to his people, to activate yeah. it. Exactly. Not to just sit in it, but to give it back, to write him a letter, to tell him, to talk to him, to buy him a gift. I love that idea. Yeah. I mean, just anything Buy his creation back to him, go plant a new tree or, you yeah. know, some flowers or get together with your family. You'll be so, so surprised at how cre clever and creative your children are yeah. to come up with those ideas. All right. So anything else you want to say? Wrapping up, what has Jesus done for you? Yeah, I think ultimately it really does connect what Jesus has done to us done to us what Jesus, <laughs> sounds really weird. what Jesus has done for us directly connects to our identity and so just start there just start with what Jesus has done for you how he's redeemed you how he's rescued you and then let that just be simple and overflow into okay this is who I am because of who he is and what he's done this is who I am oh, so good and it's important so pay attention to it yeah all right, families, go be crazy. We'll talk to you next week. CrazyCoolFamily.com.